1: Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfe with REMAX, the Golfe
2: team. Welcome to the Golfe Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Welcome to the weekend once again. Rick Zamprin here, Rob Golfe there. You can check out the Golfe team online, robgolfe.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, we know the busier spring market is here. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfe team, 905 575-7700, follow them on Facebook and X, TikTok, Instagram, threads, and for an instant home estimate, you can also go online to GolfyHomeValue.com, that's GolfyHomeValue.com, plug in some info and you get a pretty good idea of what your home could be sold for if you have the Golfy team by your side. Lots to talk about today. we got some really interesting topics in terms of interest rates and where they're going. Um, uh, different kinds of, uh, I guess, relationships when it comes to home buying, buying not the untraditional way. We'll explain a little later on in the show. We're also going to talk about this Stony Creek housing versus parking debate that has really enraptured the community. But to start the day, let's talk about what is happening in your real estate life this week, Rob, and I understand some sales figures are in for uh, parts of February.
1: Some sales figures are in, but we'll get the full amounts in probably next week. So we'll talk more about that. But I just wanted to talk about um, like uh, houses that are going uh, full price or over asking uh, this year versus last year in February. So so in Hamilton and surrounding areas uh, this year, there was approximately 461 homes that sold. Now, I think it's, you know, the, the full numbers aren't quite in yet. And then out of the 461 homes, 119 were full price or more. So it, uh, it's, it, you know what I mean? So not, not too bad. It was like a quarter percent that uh, that uh, that are selling for more than asking. So the, mar- the market is almost similar to last year. Uh, last year in February, uh, there was 477 homes sold in February in Hamilton and surrounding areas. And there was 137 that were full price or more. Now in Burlington uh, this year, 188 homes sold in February. And 51 of them sold for full price or more or over asking. And then last year we had 169 homes that sold and uh, in Burlington, uh, in February and, and 48 sold. So it's very, very similar, but we, uh, but I did notice that we are selling more homes. Now the Hamilton numbers aren't in, but the, we are selling more homes than we did la- last year in February. And, uh, so, uh, the other thing is, um, what else is there? Uh, Niagara. Uh, in February, 553 homes that sold, 96 of them were uh, full price or over asking. And in 2023 in February, 488 homes, 87 uh, 87 of them were full price or more. So it's very similar markets, uh, February of uh, this year and the same as last year. But what I, um, and, I and I feel like, you know, the interest rates now, they've been paused now for about, I don't know how many months now, but um, I do feel that um, that that these numbers will pick up, and they because we're you know we're in the the, the start of the spring market and you're going to see numbers start climbing climbing. Will they be the same as last year? Uh, hard to tell. I do think i do I really do think that uh, mid year that uh, things will pick up uh, more uh more sales and more buyers will come into the market but uh but yeah but, but people are cautioned. i'll tell you and i'll give you a story we have what this one listing i had it listed over 700,000 and, um, we did get an offer and we, and we settled on 700,000. Uh, the, the home failed home inspection. <laughs> so, uh, we, we did everything to get this, uh, inspection, everything done, fixed. We spent thousands, uh, the, our client spent thousands to rectify everything. We put it back on the market and we struggled even, at, uh, we listed at seven. We struggled getting 700 on that. And this, and we were, we actually sold for 700, uh, in, in, uh, in January. And, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem, but the problem was when we actually listed it at seven, we, we struggled to even get that number. Um, so I don't know. It's just, uh, the luck of the draw it it just, it just depends on timing, sometimes week by week markets are different. Um, so you, you just don't know if you got, you've got the right week or not, but, um, but, but they rectified all the ins- things that needed to be rectified in this house. And we settled just under 700,000. Uh, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. It was frustrating. And, uh, like we had like tons of showings on it and I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. But here's the ironic thing. We had two offers simultaneously come in on it. Not one of them came in over asking or even full price. So the buyers are smarter out there, which is a good thing. So they're not going to overpay for something. And uh, they're being very cautious when they're putting offers in.
2: Regarding the sales figures or or those that are uh, at or or over asking for February, and there's not much of a change as you just shared in those stats uh, from February to February, is there a change in the feeling among buyers and sellers? Or is there a greater anticipation this spring compared to last spring, knowing or at least hearing that interest rates are at some point this year, we think going to be going down? Is there is there a, a different buzz this year?
1: There is. Um I, I do feel and 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 we are sensing that the buyers feel that the market is going to change and it is going to get better. And um, they're talking to their mortgage, uh, specialists and they're probably signing up maybe for a, a year mortgage. I just renewed one and I, I can't remember if I renewed for a year or two years. So it, it's short-term pain, uh, for a long-term gain. So you like interest rates will be under, uh, you'll be able to lock in a, on a five year rate, probably, hopefully, uh, if not this year, next year at, uh, four, Four and a half percent, and and if you can lock in at that number, do it, and 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 don't, you know, like if they do come down, which I doubt, um, but I if you can do that number, I, I would uh, jump on it as fast as you can. So, um, it, it 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 is tough. I mean, even at even at the interest rates that we're at now, it's not a bad interest rate. But the problem is. Um, the house prices are 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 strong. So we went up through this big cycle of of housing, the housing market uh, climbing so much, and it, and it has adjusted itself. And I and I think we we did hit bottom in December of last year. But the, now the interest rates, even at five or six percent, at the at the average or benchmark price or average price out there, it is tough to afford a house and uh and and that's why it, it, you know like if you talk to you know baby boomers or no, not even baby boomers, even older, like in the 60s, people that had um, mortgages in the 60s and 70s, if they had a 6% mortgage, they were laughing. They they, they were the lucky ones. People looked at them and said, wow, isn't, you're lucky to have a mortgage at 6%. Now we look at 6% and saying, wow, man, you really are paying a lot of money for your mortgage. Because we, we got spoiled. We did get spoiled through COVID. They shouldn't have dropped it that much. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's just, you know what? Everybody reacts to uh, every situation, and you know, COVID. They, they, the whole world shut down. They figure we got to bring everything back. They, but they shouldn't have. They should have brought the interest rates back quickly, and and you know, get people back in the market. But people got spoiled, and now now we're hurting from it you know what i mean so it's uh it's it's we just gotta gotta live with it and deal with it and and that's why wages all went up because people couldn't afford these houses everybody's asking you know for uh, more more uh, pay on their wages because they can't even afford the house they're in, whether they're renting uh or or owning It's it's been tough for them
2: i agree i think the bank of canada kind of misjudged where we were a few years ago and didn't raise rates soon enough. And then when they yeah. did, they raised it too much, too fast, in my opinion. I'm not an economist, but it, it's created a lot of hurt. And, you know, now some economists are saying, listen, the, the, the central bank is probably going to become uh, begin cutting rates in April. Others are saying, you know, wait till June or July. Some are even saying the fall. We do know this. There are several polls and surveys out there that show a lot of Canadians are waiting for these cuts to be made. And when they do, they're ready to jump into the housing market. And, you know, listen, if it happens in the summer, let's just say, do you expect a busier than normal summer then? Absolutely.
1: I, I think, uh, I think it is going to be a lot busier. And uh, if realtors are out there that are struggling, uh, don't go on vacation this summer because <laughs> you're going to be busy. Yeah, you're going to be busy working uh, with your clients that, uh, that have been sitting and waiting and, and sitting on the fence and, and waiting to see what's going to happen. But here's the problem. People, everybody's waiting for the interest rates to come down, right? Okay. I understand but that's when everybody's jumping in and that's when housing prices are going to start climbing. And, uh, that's, you don't want to do that right now. Sometimes it's actually good to look for a house, buy it now, get a four or five month closing. At least you might grab that quarter point that they're going to drop or half point, whatever they're going to do. And then, you know, and then, and you might've saved probably, you know, 30, 40,000 on a purchase. Uh, it, it just depends on the price point that you're looking at, but it, it it's, but, you got to do opposite what everybody's doing. You cannot, you cannot go and buy a house when everybody else is buying a house. You got to buy a house when everybody is kind of sitting tight, watching the market and everything else. So you got to do the opposite.
2: Let's get into what is probably the hottest topic in town and it has to do with housing, but it also has to do with parking and that is in Stony Creek. We've got a couple of minutes in this segment. We'll certainly carry it over to our second segment, but this debate has been raging for a few weeks now. The BIA in Stony Creek, business owners in downtown Stony Creek, and uh, a lot of residents in Stony Creek are saying these two city-owned parking lots in downtown Stony Creek are going to be developed into affordable housing. 67 affordable housing units. This project will have 30 parking spaces, but they'll lose a bunch of parking spaces. And a lot of the businesses are thinking, well, we don't want to lose those parking spots. In In the final minute of this segment, at first blush, what? how did this... How did the story hit you, Rob? You know what?
1: I know this parking lot, and I I park there all the time because I'm in Stony Creek. I have my dentist that's on Mountain Street right there, so I park in that parking lot, mm. and and getting a park there is pretty pretty easy. But but that parking lot's probably I I would say that parking lot is probably I say seventy five seventy percent at any given time. I mean, I, I, I go to Stony Creek Taylor's, that's downtown Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. I go to the dentist there. There's a lot, lot of different things I, 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 I go there. Now, I like the parking there, but, and I also understand that we, we do need affordable housing. The, the, the city owns this property, but, and, and I think if they lose the parking, they'll gain the people that live there to shop downtown, yeah. but they're going to lose a lot more of people that aren't going to shop because there's only so many parking spots on right downtown Stony Creek, right? There's only there's only so many ones and, and sometimes and there's sometimes people that are parked there all day, which they shouldn't be. They, they, they're probably people that work there. They should park someplace else so that they can get the people that come and go all the time. But I, uh, I feel you know
2: what I, I I
1: feel that to solve this problem.
2: Let's let's hold you. The- let's hold that thought right there. Let's let's get your thought to solve this problem in our next segment. You talk about a hook. You're going to have to stay tuned to hear what Rob's going to have to say about this Stony Creek parking versus housing debate. It is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, Sales Representative, Remax Scarfman Realty, the Golfie Team. Call them today if you want to sell your house or you want to buy a home. That number is 905-575-7700. You will be calling not only the Golfie Team, but the number one REMAX Team in Canada. Online at robgolfie.com. That's rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you have a topic idea or a question, for the Golfy team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. So let's dive back into this Stony Creek parking versus housing debate. We know it's more than just that, but it's a, a neat little way to kind of encapsulate how the community is feeling. Do they want to retain two municipally owned parking lots in downtown Stony Creek? The BIA does, the businesses there do, the residents all want that parking Uh, those parking spaces retained others in the community are saying this is a great opportunity to add to the affordable housing stock in this city which we desperately need so rob just before the break you thought that you had a solution to this program
1: yeah i i think so in in toronto uh people are used to driving underground to find a parking spot and then you know finding the staircase or elevator to the uh to the street level and we're not at that point, whether it's downtown Hamilton or downtown Stony Creek, but but they can build a building on pillars and then people can drive in and and park on the main level. And then if you want parking for the uh, building, you can go above that level. Right. They can do that. They've done that. And, and a lot of buildings uh, I, I saw a building on Cannon Street. The first two levels above the, the, uh, the main level uh, is parking. And, uh, you know, so people would drive in and go up the, uh, go up the ramp and they, and they would park above. So you would get those people to park that, that, that have uh, the affordable housing. They would park there if they have a car. And then, then you still have the street level parking underneath where it's open to the public, which satisfies them people. So I, I, uh, I don't know how expensive that is. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a, a developer whatsoever. But, I mean, I've seen buildings on pillars right? Like they, they build them up and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and then you have parking below and then you have, uh, you have your, uh, 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 apartments or condos above and, uh, and it satisfies both parties. And, you know, so you still have the street level parking and, and then you, and you'll still get the customer to come in. But I think if you get rid of all that parking, you will see less people coming downtown if they can't get a parking spot. And, but, the, but you do gain the people that live there, but that's less than what the people actually probably drive there and, and, and and shop. shop. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: That's, that's, I think that's a unique solution. I think I have a prediction on how this is going to play out. And I don't have any inside information from a counselor or a staff member or one of the developers, but I can almost guarantee, almost guarantee that this project is going to be sawed in half. We're going to take one of these two two parking lots. We'll build the affordable housing on that lot. The other parking lot will remain a parking lot. That's my prediction.
1: You know what? that is probably what's going to happen that sounds pretty <laughs> logic so so at, at city hall both parties win yeah. they uh, they both win yeah and uh yeah so you know what i didn't even think about that so that's good see rick you should be in politics Here i we think go. you
2: should uh, yeah i'll vote for you for sure <laughs> Look, apart apart from this like there are other places in town we know whether it's a parking lot or an old school that they can build affordable housing on in fact the hamilton wentworth district school board the local Public board. There was a motion at one of their meetings earlier this week where they're reviving this plan to build a community hub at the site of the old Lake Avenue School that would include a residential tower of affordable housing, one of these, you know, uh, high-rise projects that have affordable housing units. I think it's a great idea, and that's one of many. The Sir John A. Macdonald school site, you can put a bunch of homes there. Uh, the old Delta School in the East End, there's, you know, prime real estate opportunity to build more homes on these spaces. But the board, for whatever reason, is, is not budging or, or doesn't like a plan that makes sense to them. I don't know. What are your thoughts on building in these old school sites? I, you know what,
1: they 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 have done that. I know there was a couple on the Hamilton Mountain schools. They closed down and they uh, developed houses on there uh, from uh, you know way back in the in the nineties. Um, I, I think if you take like you know like downtown Stony Creek or even downtown Hamilton, I'll give you one perfect example on King William. That's becoming a beautiful area, uh, and and they have got restaurants and everything there. There's one parking lot there on the corner mm-hmm. and king william and james street if, if 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 you recognize that yep um that i'll tell you um uh, that parking lot is jammed pop, rock solid like you can't even get a parking spot there at twelve thirty 30 uh in the afternoon just just because everybody's going there for lunch now if they turn that a parking lot into a condo, which I think if it's not going to happen in now, it's going to happen within 20 years from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that'll that be converted into a, a high-rise. But the problem is the, the city doesn't even allow enough parking for regular people to just go there and park and, 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 and shop or go to the restaurants. But I, I feel that we're losing parking for the public and I probably won't go there as much uh, just because uh, if they if that parking lot is gone, where am I going to park? Mm-hmm. I have to, you know what I mean? Like that's the tough part, and that's why, that's why you know, um, the parking at, in Stony Creek, but, but with the school housing, yeah, if they're not using the schools, definitely, you know, you use them up. And, uh, I mean, because people are, are, uh, expanding to the you know, outside the, uh, inner inner city part. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of developments are happening, so they need schools there, but, um, and they'll just bust these people. If there's not that many people uh, in the schools in within the city, if they turn them into housing, why not? You know, they've been doing it for forever, everywhere.
2: Yeah, it makes sense to me. We'll see how, uh, how it shakes down over the next uh, few years. Uh, here's a very interesting one, too. And this has to do with um, alternative home buying methods. And, you know, the most popular one being co-ownership. There was a new survey out commissioned by REMAX Canada that Leger did and it found that 50% of Canadians, half of Canadians, would consider alternative methods of buying a home 32% are actually exploring this right now due to all the economic highs and lows of trying to find a home. Not surprising that half of people who don't have a home are considering this. Although, and we've talked about this on the show before, if you're thinking about co-owning a property, there are some do's and don'ts, right?
1: Absolutely. I uh, I think I think it's it you know what? I think it's a good way to to start, if, if, if the dynamics work and the personalities work, um, and it's the only way it's going to work if they're going to be able to get going if they don't have help with family or friends. Um, co-ownership is, is a lot of friends do that. They, they move in and buy a place and uh, live together, and, and uh, but you got to have everything written in, in, in like an agreement, you know, who gets the, 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 the primary uh, bedroom with the ensuite, all that kind of stuff um, you know, you get, you can get two people that, you know, own the house and you get a third one that, uh, that can rent another room, you know, and build and build your equity there. It's, 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 people are doing it and families sometimes, you know, like a lot of immigrants come in and they live with two, three families in one house until they get situated. They'll pay the house off and, or whatever. But, it's the only way to do it
2: if you're going to uh, if you're going to have that dream of uh, owning a home it's it's the only way yeah and it seems to be more and more popular but it, you mentioned it off the top too like you have to have you have to have a lot of things set in stone like who's going to pay for what utilities you know what what happens if someone doesn't pay like there are a lot of things to consider
1: Oh, absolutely. You, you, know, you can get, let's say, let's say two girls uh, that are, are buying it. They got long hair, one blow dries her hair for an hour and the other one doesn't They say, <laughs> Hey, our electric bill is going to be so much yeah. like you could see the little fights that are going to happen. Sure, yeah. You know, the, the hydro bill at 150 should be at 110, 120. And uh, so they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be, there's going to be battles. I'll tell you. Cause uh, I mean, the reason why they, they uh, join together is to, to, because they can afford it, but they couldn't afford it on their own, but, and they're trying to save money. So they can buy each other out or sell it, and then they the go their separate ways down the road. But uh, but yeah, like it's you got to have the rules uh, written down. But so, sometimes still it, it doesn't work out that way.
2: Mm-hmm. I say just let it air dry. That's the that's the that's the right. That's, answer. It. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's it. That's the way I do it. There you that's go. the way I do it. By the way, according to this uh, latest survey, again commissioned by REMAX Canada, uh, the leading demographics considering sharing a home are people aged 18 to 34, which is not surprising at all. And by-bak Canadians which are black indigenous people of color who are considering this as well. Again, no surprise, those between 18 and 34, probably the biggest group that can't afford a home, are looking to join forces to get a home.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. So that's why they're they're doing it, and and especially when they hit thirty, they go, wait a minute, I I need to buy a house. Yes. So what 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 other way can I do it? So uh, you know, they partner up. This is like people going on dating sites. They'll probably there's, there'll be sites out there to partner up with somebody to buy real estate with.
2: <laughs> that's not a bad idea, to be honest. Uh, you know what? I just thought about that now. <laughs> We'll team you up with somebody that you'll get along with. There you go. Coming soon to (laughs) Robgolfy.com. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about about prices because there are some suggestions that prices, when the interest rates come down from the Bank of Canada, prices for homes are going to start to go up. And this is boiling down to what economists think may or may not happen. But um, only once – that there's been a big drop, in, let's say you know 100 to 150 basis points, which would take the overnight lending rate from five to four or three and a half percent. Will buyers and investors flood the market again? That's one of the projections that some economists are saying. If we you know say it's April or say it's June, the Bank of Canada says, all right, we're cutting by a quarter of a percentage point. I can't imagine that's going to have a huge impact on the market compared to a one percent uh, cut. That would be massive.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's the debate in the, uh, in the office. Like what is going to be the first cut? Is it going to be a quarter point, half point? I don't think, I don't think it's going to be higher than a half a point. I, I think they're going to just tiptoe their way slowly do a quarter point. Cause they don't want that market to get out of control. And, but it will pick up the, uh, uh, the sales, uh, cause people feel confident that things are going in the right direction. But, and I do feel that housing prices will climb a little bit. Now, in, in the past year, it's been floating up and down, you know, 10, 20,000 up, 10, 20,000 down. It's just it's just, it's just been uh, pretty well flatlining right, right through. But I do feel that we're gonna see uh, um, the appreciation of real estate values um, start climbing uh, the second half of this year. And it, it'll be at a nice moderate level And, and then, and if they do another quarter, uh, quarter point or whatever, uh, in, let's say six months, like at the end of the year or January, you're going to start seeing things start, you know, happening more and more. Um, you know, there's more and more people right now. Um, I mean, they need to do it because, um, a lot of, uh, you've probably been reading a lot about, uh, you know, uh, condo developers are closing up, they, they, they're going bankrupt because they can't finish their jobs mm-hmm. because, uh, delays and interest rates and, and cost of construction and everything, um, that will help spur that back up again. And hopefully they, you know, they can finish these jobs that they, uh, that they couldn't finish.
2: Let me ask you this, We've got three minutes left in this segment when rates do come down, let's just say it's sometime in the summer, it's a quarter of a percentage point. Do you think more first time home buyers will be incentivized to jump in or more investors, knowing that the rate could come down further, maybe even as early as later on this year? Do you think who gets the head start first first time home buyers or investors? I-
1: I, I don't think the investors will jump in just yet. I, I think the first-time home buyers will. The investors, it's not enough to uh, to to generate a a, a profit yet. Uh, they will jump in in 2025 uh, when there's probably maybe uh, probably close to you know uh, uh, 0.75 points or you know half half to one point. I think they'll they'll jump in then, but not, not at, at a quarter point. They, uh, they're, they're going to sit on the sidelines and wait and watch the first time buyers are going to definitely come back for sure.
2: And for the simple fact that from an investor standpoint, the return on investment is, is going to be nullified if that rate remains high, because I mean, they're paying the mortgage as they're flipping the property.
1: Absolutely. Like you, like right now, like condo buying is, is is tough. Um, Like if you, if you're out there buying a condo and you're at the site, you know, just opening it up. Um, even with today's interest rates, um, like most condo investors, they want to flip it before they take possession. That's not happening as much now. So that I wouldn't take that risk, but if you end up taking possession as a, as a, as an investor, will it cover because your condo fees and your mortgage and everything else you can the rent is not enough to pay for all that so you have to be very careful with that and they're building a lot of condos not now everything is high rise high rising you know but you know that you know people you know even the townhouses are becoming too expensive it is tough it is tough to make a profit as an investor um, to, you know, to make money on, on, on these, uh, properties. And that's why they're not selling as fast. And I'll tell you, without investors, condo buildings would not be going up. Mm-hmm. The investors are probably 70% of, of the, uh, the building. And then they, and then uh, slowly they get sold over to, uh, the consumer, the end, end user that, that wants to buy and live there. Uh, down the road
2: yeah margins are certainly tight that's for sure if you want to sell your house or you're on the market to buy a home call the number one remax team in canada the golfy team 905 575 7700 online at robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. Rob referenced it just a few moments ago. Builders walking away from projects and well, homebuyers are losing their deposits. We'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about garages and how all of a sudden in Toronto, of all places, they are a hot commodity. That's coming up here on the Gulfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition
2: on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie once again. Rob is a sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can get them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Check them out on TikTok and Instagram, X, Threads, and Facebook. And if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfie team. 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Well there's a, a institution organization called Terrion and it's facing a huge problem, a 90 million dollar problem. That's because there's a bunch of builders in this province who have walked away from their projects. They started out in, you know in good faith Wanting to build affordable units, wanting to build units that people can buy and move into, you know, cure some of the ails that this housing crisis has created. The problem is those costs have escalated because interest rates have gone so high, and what is an even bigger problem is that a lot of home buyers are losing their deposits. Rob, this is scary. it
1: it is scary and and you got to be careful uh how much of a deposit you put in uh when you're buying a a new home now i I took this off the site now if you signed your purchase agreement before january 1st of 2018 so like let's say the condo uh development your deposit is protected by Tyrion up up to a maximum of forty thousand dollars okay that's before uh january 1st 2018 if you signed uh, so, so if you signed before and you got sixty thousand dollars deposit, you're guaranteed your forty thousand back. But the other twenty, good luck. Right. Uh, if you sign, if you signed on after January first of two thousand eighteen, uh, your deposit coverage depends on the purchase price of your new home. So basically, if you purchase six hundred thousand dollars or less, you uh, you're covered up to sixty thousand dollars. Okay. Now if you're over 600,000, you're covered up to 10% to a maximum of 100,000. So so like let's say um the, the the condo developer you're buying a uh, a $600,000 uh, uh, condo and he's asking you uh, or let's say you're buying a, a million dollar house or whatever, and he, and he wants a, a, a two hundred thousand dollar deposit, you will be covered up to a hundred thousand. The other hundred thousand, if he banks, if he goes bankrupt, you're you're, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very careful. Go onto the Terion site and find out what's the maximum that you should put as a deposit. And if the developer is asking for more, just say, hey, no way, man, I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, I I stand to lose if you if you don't follow through on your job and you go bankrupt because every development has its own corporation. It's not like it's it's not like his personal assets are on there. It's not like it's his other companies are on there. Every development has its own corporation. So if he closes that up, he could have another condo development uh, on the other side of the city still doing well, but but it's not going to affect that. So be very careful when you're uh, buying a brand new home on the, on the deposit. How much to give? So don't go. Uh, if like I said, don't if it's uh, six hundred or less. Sixty thousand. Don't go more than sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. If it's over six hundred thousand, don't go. Uh, uh, go ten ten percent uh, to a maximum of a hundred. Do not go beyond that because you will not be insured for that.
2: And that ninety million dollar figure that I referred to—that is the amount of money that has been claimed um, as a loss by home buyers who have lost basically a total of 90 million dollars in deposits and Tyrion is now having to pay that money back but w- what is worse it, you know if you're losing more than your 60 or 100k that you've put down now you're out that money and that's hard to recoup oh a lot of people a lot of people that saved all their money
1: hard earned money for years and years and are excited about you know moving into their new house and everything and the, and the developer goes bankrupt they lose they lose all that deposit if it's if it's if it's beyond what they they're insured for and so you don't you don't want to get in that situation you know and and sometimes these builders they ask for more money because they need it to, to build they they need that money and 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 that's why you know and they get in trouble they get in trouble they're, they they're getting money from the bank and they're getting money and they and they're already in trouble and then they're using that money it's better I'll tell you when you're buying a new home. If you go through a realtor, we put it in a trust account. It's safe and sound there. Nobody touches it. The builder doesn't touch it. The realtor, the brokerage doesn't touch it. Nobody touches it. Now, if they can't fulfill their end of the agreement, then we'll work hard to get them that deposit back no matter what it is, whether it's 200000 or $500,000. It is sitting there. That builder did not touch that deposit, and he has no right to it because it's in a trust account.
2: And I can, I can hear a lot of people screaming at the radio thinking, well, they, why don't they just change the rules? Force developers to pay back 100% of the deposits or whatever that figure is. But that would really stunt developers from saying, okay, let's go build this thing.
1: You know what? They did change the rules because it was forty thousand insured for before, mm. and then after January January first of two thousand eighteen, they upped it because they know housing prices were getting up more expensive. But they got to up it even more though, and um, and uh, it just it's not it's not enough. Like look look at this. Can you imagine people that have you know over a hundred thousand dollar deposit on on all these developments that uh, that Terrion's going? And now what's going to happen is because of this ninety million dollars. Um, terion is going to be more expensive for the homeowner when they're buying a brand new house. Mm-hmm. It, like you know how you buy a warranty on, on a car and it's like, why is it so expensive? It's like twenty five hundred dollars. It's like, well, I you know I got to pay twenty five hundred dollars on top of this for the extended warranty. Well, this is going it, to it's going to be just as expensive. It, it's going to be. Way more expensive, it was, especially with this huge claim. They're gonna so now builder is gonna have to charge you, and on the closing date you pay that Terry on. I mean, you pay it after it closes, but 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 the builder does have Terry on uh, uh, on the house, uh, and that protects. So t- like Terry on protects, you know, if anything goes wrong with the house, you know, um, and and but then uh, it also protects you before closing if they don't. Uh, complete the, the transaction and they go bankrupt but Terry but on also protects let's say you got foundation issues or you got structural issues and if the developer or the builder does not fix it they'll go after they'll, they'll do it themselves but Terryion will get their own contractors they'll go in there and get it fixed and then they'll charge it back to the uh, to the uh, builder or developer.
2: Interesting stuff. We'll tell you in our next segment why some homes in Toronto are going for a little bit more. That is next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one
2: more go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax Escartman Realty, the Golfie team. Find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfie team, 905 575 7700. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, 905 575 7700. Well, quite recently, Canada had a national auto theft summit. So many cars in this country have been stolen. Many of them head out to the port of Montreal and off to the Middle East they go and they're resold there. Uh, it is a huge issue, so much so that Toronto recorded a two-decade high last year. More than 12,000 cars were stolen, reported stolen, in Toronto. So... Why do many people want to move to Toronto and, um, you know, have this to deal with? Well, they're thinking, well, I can move to TO if that is the case. But if I do so, I want my home to come with a driveway or even more importantly, a garage. And because of that, we're seeing homes with garages, especially go up in price 50 to 100 K just because they have a garage. Rob, this is pretty interesting to see. It is, you know what? and
1: and i I watch on social media all these uh, cars that, under surveillance, like the people have cameras on their houses and they see some people come up to their driveway, uh, steal the car. Uh, my accountant on the Hamilton Mountain, they stole his Lexus right out of his driveway wow. that the neighbor's cameras saw it. They came in. It was like nothing for them. It was like they they came in. they they went into the driveway. They must have had, the the code key maybe they followed him to that house they probably picked him up at a parking lot got his code key as he went into the car followed him to his house and they said, okay looks like tonight we got a, ourselves a Lexus that we're gonna pick up hmm. and 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 that's happening it's happening here in Hamilton but but it is major in toronto and uh and yeah i get you like you like in toronto there's a lot of a lot of people that have a house that don't even have a driveway or don't even have a garage and they, and and they want to drive their nice car and and it's gone and uh, when they wake up in the morning but the garage yeah people would want a house with a garage park they drive in into the garage and safety reasons too because people people are getting uh hijacked uh, uh with these car with these cars they get pulled over or, or they're pulling in their driveway and uh, and guys are coming in and and, and stealing, uh, pulling them out and taking the cars away from them. And you want to be able to pull into your garage, shut the garage dr- door, and get into your house. That's how bad it is. You almost, you almost have to be at a point where you don't want to have a nice car anymore. And you know what? And and I'll tell you something. These luxury uh, dealerships, they're probably loving it because people are coming back buying another one. And, mm-hmm. and I bet you auto sales in the luxury uh, era are doing very well.
2: Mm-hmm. Scary situation. It was either Dundas or Ancaster and where four guys, you know, held a couple at gunpoint, you know early hours in the morning and they take off with an SUV and a, and a Porsche. And I, I think they caught one of the guys and found one of the cars in Toronto, which was probably heading, you know, overseas somewhere. It's, it's a really scary situation. Can you, can this be relatable here in Hamilton? Are homes with garages going to be just a little bit more, uh, wanted from the the people who are looking at homes?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. But anybody that can afford a car that that somebody wants to steal, they probably live in a house that has a garage. Um you know what I mean? Like it's um, like if somebody's got a Porsche and they're living downtown uh, and there's no parking. I mean, there, there are areas like that that people have nice luxury. You know, like like on Herkimer, there's some houses there. There's no garages. People park uh, you know in front of or behind their house. Yeah, those houses there. Um, they're probably going to say, hey, I'm not. I'm moving here. I'm going to go where there's a garage. I don't have to worry about you know not seeing my car in the morning. Mm-hmm. And 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 people now have to worry about you know don't leave personal items in the car anymore like you know what i mean you know how you, you know you have a lot of stuff you know, your wallet in there because they, they steal your car. They steal your wallet. They steal all your other things. So you can't have that extra stuff that's laying in the car anymore because when they steal, they steal everything. They're not going to say, okay, here's your wallet. I'll leave it here
2: for you. I just need your car. They're not going to do that. So Yeah. soon we'll all be riding bikes because all of our cars will be stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully exactly. that doesn't come to exactly. be. Hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Form and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode thanks again rob and thanks you for listening to the golfy real estate show we're back next saturday
0: at nine on 900 chml the proceeding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 chml